You know, you probably wouldn't have that problem with a zero-G toilet, huh? I don't know. So, would you have to wear a seat? Would you, would you have to wear a seatbelt because a, of the yes, like, you, you farted? And, yeah, you do, and it's a va- it's a vacuum. You're sitting on a vacuum. That's my favorite part. This is Dr. Ta. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. And you're listening to Unsafe Radio. Radio. Dot com. It sounds like this. All right, we are still trudging our way through the 50s. Yes, but before we go into the 50s, the history of science fiction, um... We just had in the horror hosting world, we just had a, a, a sadness. Oh, what happened? Superhost died. Oh, I didn't know you that. You didn't know yeah. that. Oh, no, yes. No. Yes. Well, what's his What's his real name? Uh, Martin Sullivan. Ma- Marty Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, yeah Martin he was Paul. just in Cleveland, too. Yes. I wish I had been there. Yeah, at the uh, Comic Con. The Mummy and the Monkey just did, I think, was probably his last yeah. interview. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, which is a very good interview, too. Um, you, Mark, Doctor Head, you watched Superhost, right? Oh, I did. I grew up watching yes. Superhost. Um, from like the earliest memories I can think of, you know, Saturday morning or afternoons were were Superhost, and that's where I watched most of like my Godzilla movies and Gamera. You know, he he did a lot more monster movies than like horror stuff that was like on Hulu and Big Chuck and the Ghoul. And uh, yeah, I I just adore Superhost. I really do. It's very sad. Did you ever yeah. get to meet him? No, I never got to meet him, but I talked with him through Facebook. Right. And um, I reached out to him and just, you know, want, you know, just thanked him for sure. everything. Sure. Just, you know, growing up in my childhood and, you know, as a monster movie kid, just having him there every week and how much I appreciate him. And we started talking back and forth. And I said, would it be okay? Can, you know, can I, can I get an autographed picture? You know, and I'll be happy to pay for it. And uh, he wrote back and he said, I don't have any pictures but i'll find i'll find something and i said okay and so i get this package like a week later he had printed out a picture on his home printer uh on a on a magnet which is now on my refrigerator and he signed it to mark from your hero soup and really? he sent some other like little like like uh, negatives of something and he, i said well how much can i pay you for this please and he goes no just do something kind for someone and just just do it that way. And I said that I'm so eternally grateful. And that is one of my most cherished pieces. And uh, even when he was at the Ecker Comic Con, he was charging ten dollars for autographs, and half of that money was going to the local children's hospital. So he oh, was just an cool. outstanding guy. Yeah, um, I never had a chance to see him other than on you know some YouTube videos, and that's that's really about it. Uh, you know, some compilation things, but not really. Uh, you know, he was not in an in, in, in in an area I was at when I was in in any time in my life, so so I didn't have a chance to see him. Like, I like that. yeah, I kind of found him about the same time I found Commander USA. About that same time period, I came across, and he was on at that. He time? was still on, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's, yeah his I last show was like 1985, 86, okay. somewhere in that area, I think. Oh, um, and he showed Gamera versus, I want to say. Monster X or Jiger, because I have I videotaped. I had a you know VHS. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know it was his last show until at the end he was talking about that. So I have I have his last show and a couple other things. 
you know, if the tapes are still yeah. still good. But that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I bought the DVD compilation that they had for sale at the last Cinema Wasteland of all of his stuff, and then uh, I bought a T-shirt. You know, it's this really bright blue T-shirt with his symbol on on it. Um, yeah, I've got one of those too. Yeah, I, I wear those uh, to class uh, to teach, and it's always a conversation starter. People are like, "What is that?" Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He wore this as super host. You know, uh, costume to Cinema Way or to Akron Comic Con, which I thought was fantastic because I didn't know, you know, if he was going to be showing up in costume or not. But he did, you know, the whole thing with the with the little red nose and, um. But yeah, last time we had talked on Facebook, he he still lived in Oregon, and he was just spending his days fishing, uh, enjoying his his family, you know. So, but yeah, it was very sad to see him see him go. Just such a another part of childhood, you know, just gone. Yeah. And he was Cleveland area, right? Is it? Yes. Yeah. He was on Akron WAB or, channel 43 yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more Akron, but oh, that's, wasn't it? That, yeah. Cleveland. It's uh, that Northeast Ohio, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to seems be a breeding ground. <laughs> yeah. The, the ghouls, super host, uh, Houlihan and Big Chuck, Goulardi, Big Chuck and Little John, you know, I mean, all of those, guys came from this area so well, uh, i grew up in such a rich environment ohio it's just ohio in general it has probably yeah. the the most horror hostry of all the states i think it's like the most presidents yeah. so we've got it all man <laughs> ohio yeah wasn't dr more bs wasn't he from ohio yeah defiance defiance yeah. um dr shock out of toledo toledo Tarn uh, Feather out of the Asylum. A Ghastly Ghoul. Oh, we could go on. Son oh, of yeah. Ghoul. Uh, a Ghastly Ghoul, Dr. Creep. Uh, pork Chop, Dr. What's, it? what's um, his? Uh, Butchar Cleaver. Butchar Cleaver, yeah. What's the guy, Dr. Pork Chop? Or, uh, Baron, Baron Von Pork Chop. Baron Von Pork Chop. Uh, see. Yes. That's why I said. There's, there's a plethora. But anyway, well, I just wanted to you know bring that up. And I knew Mark, uh, Dr. Head. <laughs> I knew that you, know, you had watched him as a... As a as a kid, so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get that in there. So now we can move on. Yeah, 1956. All right, the first one on the list is 1984. Edmund O'Brien. Didn't see it. I saw <laughs> it. Um, I've seen it several times in the in my. I think I've caught in, in bits my of it. time. You know, um, yeah, it's it's a really not a bad rendition. I think um, this... I really like Edmund O'Brien. He, he he brings an intensity to a role, but I, I thought he I thought it was a pretty good movie. Donald Pleasance, I, yeah, I like Donald Pleasance a lot. He was really good. I Didn't think this it was movie... a it was a good uh, a very good rendition. I'm pretty sure this came out like right after the the BBC did a televised version that year. Really? Of, of oh, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know, but I didn't know that. But I, they did that a couple of times. They did that with the. Uh, Quote of Mass in the Pit and this and uh, there were some other ones, but anyway, yeah. But yeah, I'm you know, and it's the the classic George Orwell story. Yeah, I've never seen this version. Yeah, it's, only only chunks. I saw the one that was made in the eighties, but not this one. Right, it's that's what I said. It's pretty good. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. The Beast of Hollow Mountain. Supposed Cowboys and dinosaurs. Yes, it's the first mm-hmm. one. Guy Madison. Um, who, that, you know what? I, this was made in conjunction. They were saying, you know, I read somewhere with the Valley of the Guanji. That whole it all had like like it's all connected. Well, it is because uh, Will O'Brien. This was like yes. his story, and uh, yeah. But this one, yeah, it's not very good. 
It just no, it's, it, not. it's like that. Would they call it replacement animation as opposed to full? St- yes, and it's just bad. And it's um, but one it's in of, color. One of the um, interesting things because I think Guy Madison pops up again. Guy Madison was um, hey, in, guy. I think from 1951 until like 58 or something like that. He played in the Adventures of uh, Wild Bill Hickok TV show with uh, Andy Devine as his partner. Um, and so growing up, I <laughs> was knows. very familiar with him. You know, I, I love that show. And um, if we, as you watch, he did, he was a workhorse, man. He did a bunch of movies besides doing this TV show that he did for seven years or something like that. During that seven year period, he pops up quite a bit. That just wanted to make that comment. Andy Devine, all I keep thinking is John Waters movies. <laughs> yeah, from 51 to 58, he was in that. And then this was, what, 1956? He's in this one. I think he pops up again here somewhere. But Tar's right. This is this is not a great movie, but it is very interesting in the, in in its place in, in oh, filmic history. history. Yeah, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the theme of the cowboys and dinosaurs, and yeah, cool. which is, yeah, kind of a kind of a kind of cool juxtaposition of two, you would think, disparate genres. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the idea that O'Brien was thinking about this like way back in the 30s and such. And I almost wish his uh, little story, uh, what was that, creation? Not creation. Uh, what is that? Warbirds, war eagles. The, his, yeah, it would have been cool if he got to make that. Giant eagles in New York fighting Zeppelins. <laughs> so like that would be that. cool. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. Moving on, moving, moving right along. We're, we're going we're gonna to just really plow through we're, these. We're, we're the Black Sleep. Which is a fun movie. This is a this movie has probably Everyone. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> there's more grade B there's horror more. science fiction actors in this movie that you you know than there's more than ham in this than <laughs> in, <laughs> than in Morton Dom's Deli. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Basil Rathbone. Where do we start? Um, Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney oh, really? Jr. I've not. Bell Lugosi, John, John Carradine, Duda Carradine, Shovel. Um, yeah, Tor. It's Tor's It's kids. not a very good movie. Um, it's pretty boring. Um, <laughs> it, it's and it's it's pineal gland, isn't it? Pineal? Some yeah, some gland, yeah. which they love to show. Pineal, pineal, pineal gland. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Peener, peener. Pe- I think I pulled that last week. <laughs> I think I had mine removed uh, at, oh the, my, at my the assy pineal gland. Oh, Akeem Tamaroff is in this movie too. <laughs> I love Akeem Tamaroff. Um, a side note: this one's this one's for uh, Touch of Evil. Yes, he's in Touch of Evil. Very good. That, that was what I was going to bring. That thanks for stealing my thunder there, Sorry. Tar. <laughs> but uh, thunder. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is kind of uh, a very odd movie. Um, Lon Chaney plays Mungo. Which, Mungo. Um, yeah, the whole the whole thing Mungo. it has to do with drugs and he's like messing around with this gland that can put people into suspended animation. And what was he trying to do? Bring back his wife or something? Who knows? Like all of them, probably. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway. it's yeah, it's worth one watch. A deep seated tumor. <laughs> a deep seated not a tumor. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Next it's one. weird, just because it has their ball. Oh, um, we're going to mention this movie, but we're not going to talk about it. Oh, cause because we're going to be doing later, an right. episode that deals with the three Creature of the Black Lagoon movies. And so that brings up 
The Creature Walks Among Us, which the is third and the final third and one final one. Of the and, official series. Um, just I'll say this right off the bat. It's my favorite of the three. And we're going to move on because we're going to talk about that on a, in an episode by itself. Oh, here's a great one. <laughs> I like this one, yeah. Earth versus the Flying Saucer. A low-budget version of War of the Worlds, George Pell's. But which, by the way, I still like better than War of the Worlds. But yeah, I love the animation in this. Yes. I, I, oh, yeah, I love beautiful. it. And yes. it just plays up on the whole Flying Saucer stuff. Yes. The abduction. and yes. uh, Yeah, it was fun. I the, like the quintessential flying saucer shape, yes, you know, and sound. You hear that kind of grinding, whining. I was gonna say vibrating sound. You know, it just sounds like you would think a flying saucer should sound. You know, the look. Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. And I well. did like how the robots are—they're not robots, but the spacesuits of the, the spacesuits. Yeah, yeah, they. You think they're robots, but they end up being. Space Except suits, they have no which elbows. I think is very cool. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The design was not good, but they look cool. Yeah, I've Hugh seen, Marlowe. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Hugh. He was all over the place in the 50s and the 60s, even at 40s, 50s. He was in uh, uh, Day of the Earth still, wasn't yep. he? Or was that no, Richard not, Carlson? that was Richard Carlson, yeah. But anyway. No, he was in there, wasn't he? Oh, maybe he was. Maybe he was. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think you could be right. So was Whit Bissell, because he was in everything, too. <laughs> Fire Maidens from Outer Space. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's a stinker. That's <laughs> this a was an English movie, Anthony Dexter- um, yeah. Ooh. They go to a moon of Jupiter and find the 13th Fireman. moon, the 13th, 13th moon. moon of Jupiter. And it's these five white guys all smoking cigarettes all the time. And they get to this 13th moon and it, it looks exactly like a Greece. No, it looks like Hollywood's back, back country. Um, but, which is weird because it was looks like it England. looks like it, it looks like it's a, uh, yeah, it, it looks, it looks like it was. Shot on one of those uh, British, British, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's yeah. The plot's horrible. the The whole story is just terrible. Bad. It's got some. In, this would be considered a science fiction movie with really this would bad be, science. This would be really good to be shown with like cat women of the moon and yes, missiles this is in the moon. Right in that, Mars needs women. Mars yeah. meets, right yeah. in that. Right in that. Queen that of that outer whole, space. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Without the humor, Queen of Outer Space. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that as we get to it. But I, I like that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. No, it is. So is this. This is fun. Yeah. This is one. This is a yeah. fun movie. Yeah. I mean, it's Not so bad fun. that it's it's so bad that it's just you know it's right. fun. There is it's a fun. level of enjoyment when something is just so horrible that you can just enjoy it for what it That's is. That's our whole yeah. life. I was going to say. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, then that brings us up to probably the best movie of 1956. Although they didn't think that at the time. Forbidden Planet. That's right. Yeah, we've talked at length about this, haven't we? We have already talked quite a bit about this movie. Yes, yes we have. Um, but it is like this was a groundbreaker. Um, it still is. It, I mean, it, you know, it just it, the look of it, the 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 whole story is just really good. Um, yeah, and we've that's why I said we we have talked about this before. Everybody knows this movie. Yeah, the set design is gorgeous, and yeah. the color, yeah. probably yeah. the robot, Not is the, everything, the soundtrack. We've talked. Yeah, we. That's yeah. what I said. We. we I did. know how much you loved Anne Francis there. Fella. Oh my God! <laughs> Remember <laughs> this? Oh, oh wait had, a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Okay. Except she had I'm something on now. her lip. I guess she kind of brush that off. We'll move on. <laughs> the Gamma People. Now this is kind of an interesting movie, yeah. isn't it, Tar? Explain all about this movie, Tar. The Gamma People. The Gamma People. Well, it's like a. It's a gamma and gampa. <laughs> it's it's behind the iron curtain. It's some obscure little unknown country that's creating 
either super geniuses or idiots with this this machine that apparently shoots them with gamma rays and they either uh, become intelligent, super intelligent, or they become stupid. <laughs> Ruritania. Ru- yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. it's not... Paul, Doug- uh, Paul Douglas? Yeah. It, junior? Isn't it, isn't it Paul Douglas? <laughs> it's something it? like that, yeah. Paul Douglas right yeah. there. It's Mike Wilson. Yeah. But anyway, it's not that bad, but it's not that great either. Right. That's what I thought. This was one, a movie that I probably saw when I was a kid as a double feature. Yeah. You know, the, the, this would be one of the, the second s- the second movie that came on, and uh, you you sat through it sometimes, and sometimes you you fell asleep through it. <laughs> this is one of those. It's yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's a movie. Oh, and then comes. We already talked about this. Yes. Yeah, from two years ago. This is the American version of Gojira. So we have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, with, yeah. with the addition of Raymond Burr. The Americanized uh, the, version. The Americanized version, right. Yes. All of his scenes were shot in one day. Yes. And they removed about 20 minutes of the Japanese feature because it was way too dark and way too yes. slamming the Americans and their atomic bomb for creating this monster. And they filmed Raymond Burr without a Coke machine. Well, oh, no, what, Dr. Pepper in the background. Well, they also, they also, the direction for him, the whole movie was, okay, sweat. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but every time I watch it, though, his, his character's name is fantastic. You know, I cannot watch it without thinking, you know, of the other Steve Martin that we all know and love. What are you talking so. about, cat juggling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that brings us up to The Indestructible Man starring Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, he had such great dialogue in that movie. From the death cell at San Quentin, he foretold the terrible, unimaginable future. I'm going to kill you. You sick head to you're going to die Because the scientific experiment that brought him back from death made his skin as tough as armor plate and released every killer's instinct stored up in his demented mind. Spawn of science, he begins an irresistible campaign of vengeance. Terrorizing the men whose lying testimony had sent him to the gas chamber. Torturing the burlesque dancer who once had loved him and now wanted to divert him from his path of hate. You're free to go, Mr. Lowell. What's that on those streets and I'm a dead man? You let me go, you'll be responsible for murder. You know the butcher threatened to kill. Through the 700 miles of underground drains of the city of Los Angeles that were his hideout, he held a world at bay. Rockets couldn't hold him. Flamethrowers couldn't destroy him. This was, this is, (laughs) yeah, about a quarter of the way through the movie, um, he... Loses his voice and then I never. Don't think he says he never speaks after that. No, he, it, it the the electrical jolt um, froze his. Uh, they dam- damaged his vocal cords. Right? Yeah. yeah, so he couldn't talk. So every now and then you'd have these scenes of a close up of his eyes, 
and, and also and his eyes are like like very roomy you know and and just <laughs> watery and he's got you know he I was thinking about this watching this movie in particular he has the most expressive forehead of, of just about anybody I've ever seen and the way he can move his eyebrows and stuff it's a, it's but a, it keeps it keeps coming back in this movie because he's a he's he's just he's a psycho and it's a roadmap uh, of it's just acting. kind of interesting how they do that. Um, this movie also in the soundtrack. Listen to this movie. There's actually a theremin Is a there? couple of times. Very light and very, very sporadic. But I thought that was kind of I thought you were going to say you could hear uh, Lon Chaney's dialogue. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's all about this guy who he was a, um, a convicted murderer named, well, called well, The Butcher. The Butcher. I was <laughs> called right. Butcher. And he gets executed. And this, you know, the, the typical scientist... Um, gets him and performs an experiment on him. I think it had to do with cancer or something, cancer research or something. But anyway, they they jolt him with the you know like eight hundred bazillion volts of electricity, and it brings him back to life. But it also, um, what they said, it's like all of his cells are molded together because he was indestructible. You could shoot him with a gun. They actually, in one point, they shoot him with a bazooka. The cops shoot him with a bazooka, and it, like, hits him in the gut, but doesn't, you know, he just kind of gets a little gut, Burp. gut pain. Um, they shoot him with guns multiple times, and it doesn't kill him. Um, what was the other movie that he was in that's kind of like that? I was thinking about That's the one where he glows. The atomic? The, the, yeah, where he glows. Right. He has to wear the rubber boots so what he is doesn't that? leak. Yeah. That's the universal one. What is yeah, that? Yeah, I can't remember the name of that. I was trying to think of that the, earlier. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Had but Lionel, anyway. It has Lionel Antwell in it. Yeah. Anyway. So there you go, indestructible man. I guess it's a science fiction movie. <laughs> it is kind of based kinda. on, kind of oh. based on that. It's here on we, the list. Here we go. We talked about this. We've talked about this one too. But another, it, I think this was another kind of yeah, was seminal uh, science fiction movie, low budget invasion of the body snatchers. Oh yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie. And another um, um, thinly veiled uh, slam at uh, communism and. Uh, alienism. The other, the it's man, the man who turned to stone. I've never seen that. Oh, so it conquered, conquered the, the world. world. It conquered. Oh, the world. it conquered the world. Became Roger before Corman, the man. man. Cucumbers from outer space. Exactly. <laughs> Roger Corman. Yeah, I liked the. Movie. I liked the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't even oh, like the monster. Fun. Yeah, it's just. It's not good, but it's fun. Oh, there no. you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's it's Roger Do you remember when they're all running? Where they're like evacuating? Everybody's panicking in the town. They show them all running down the street, and you get that one. Everybody's carrying all their belongings, and you get that one guy carrying the tuba. It's like what the hell? It's like, oh, it's got Lee. Van- come back and get the kids. It's got Lee Van Queef in it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the man who turned to stone. Has anybody seen that? Uh. No, no I, next. No, I'm not. The mole the people. Mole people. Mole. Oh yeah, John Agar. Yeah. And the mole people. I like this one. I like the mole people themselves. I think they're cool. Yeah, which is kind of weird that they wear like a '50s clothes and then uh, their overlords wear this whatever Sumerian outfits or <laughs> just whatever. All right, it's whatever they had in the prop room at the time. Yep. On the threshold of space, this is another Guy Madison, and I've never seen this. Um, I think it's like a semi-documentary type, you know, about about just I, 
about that going like, into space. That's all I. That's all I really. Is that know about. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, who is the big space guy? I Built the Apollo stuff. What's his name? Werner von Braun. Yeah, wasn't that like? Didn't he have a lot to do with that? Not, I don't know. Or I know Disney? Very, I don't know. Did I, Disney have very, anything? To do I, no, I don't think so. Oh, and then oh, comes one of my all-time favorite Japanese big monster movies, Radon. I love Rodan. Yeah, okay. Uh, Go, Mark. And it takes a long time to kind of get Dr. to <laughs> the actual Rodan creatures. You know, the whole subtext of the, the plot with the miners and the tension, and and they see something horrific and the murders, and then the, the large insects. I mean, it's like it's like a horror movie for the first 25 minutes. It is, absolutely. You know? that's, yeah. why, that's why I think I liked it so well, because it was, you know, and, and I think it was slow build. Very well done. Mm-hmm. You know, the writing, the pacing, the directing, it was very well and done. And most the effects, too. And the effects were pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the the big... Uh, and in color. Megaluna or whatever they call those giant insects and and the special effects stuff. They actually recycled. Toho recycled some of the scenes from Rodan, and they put them in probably five or oh, six I of them. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> you know, the scenes of destruction, all the buildings flying, because the model work was, was really wonderful. And uh, that's probably my favorite... Rodan's, you know, the suit that was made is uh, really stellar. Yeah, that's really my favorite cool. of the Rodan. Yeah, I got the giant wings and they kind of flap. You know, they they move and they they flap. They're not rigid. And, and the face, uh, the, I, I guess the look of him too looks yeah. different than it. he actually looks menacing in that one. You know, later on they change him and he kind of looks a little dopey. But, you like know they I mean? did with all of them. Oh, well, well, yeah, true. They, they, they a goofy look. They kiddieized them. Yes, <laughs> they get those yeah. big old Kermit eyes. They really did. Yeah, and the ending always made me sad. You know, with the Rodans and the volcano, and and coming up and and not wanting to leave the other. You know, it was always a very sad ending. Yes, for me. I yeah, still, I, thought, I still get, I still so feel sad at the end. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's why I said the the whole movie is, to me, it's. It, yeah, it just always stood out for all the monster movies that I ever saw. It stood out for some reason for me. Had I think it's just because it. it seems to have, it seems way more intelligently written. Although Gojira, as the original, is you know very intelligent. After I saw that, you know, years later, then you know I understood um, Americanization of foreign material. When did it all start becoming like a Toho universe? You know what I mean? Like when did when did all the monsters start becoming part of the same? Actually, almost. The second Godzilla movie. I mean, they brought in Angiris, okay. and he comes back. So Godzilla that's, comes that's back. Coming, we haven't gotten there yet, right? Right. Sixty-four right. is when you see. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay, so we'll it's about about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I just I was just curious about well, that. Uh, I was gonna uh, say yeah. Godzilla raids again. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those. Yeah. All right. That so was sixty-five. One? So yeah, we 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 did that a couple of years ago. Godzilla raids again. Yep. So the next one is toward the unknown. Anybody? I've not seen it. You know, I've. It's been a really long time. Um, one of my all-time favorite actors, William Holden, is in it. I, I love anything William Holden was in. I would watch, even if it's a really bad movie, because he's one of those actors that elevates no matter what he's in. Um, I just love him. And I, But I don't remember this movie. Do you remember it at all, Tar? I have no idea what it's about. It was filmed on uh, location at Edwards Air Force Base about supersonic flight. Oh, maybe I do. I, you know, I, it's probably Isn't this one the one movies. where James Garner made his screen debut? 
Maverick. <laughs> Maverick. Support your local gun I, You know, I may have seen this when I was a little kid, but no, I can't remember. Yeah, but that's what I said. I, 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 I've seen it. I, I know liked I've seen movies it. like this, yes. though, you know, where they're always testing. Yeah. There I was know. another one where they did the gondola thing. I think maybe that's it, where they were jumping out of a high-pressure balloon. Yeah, I don't remember. That's suit. what I said. I have no recollection of the plot or anything about the movie. So just remember that. I just know I, I have seen it. What year is warning from space. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Spaceman up here in Tokyo is the more literal translation, but it's warning from space is yes. how it was oh, released okay. in the States, I believe, in the West. Oh, then uh, I know that movie. Now, this movie. Yeah. I, the starfish. The big yeah, starfish well, aliens. when I wanted to, you know, did you ever see the posters for it? Oh, yeah. The great. giant starfish walking through Tokyo. And then you read about, oh, they're friendly, too. So that's cool. But when you watch it, <laughs> you never see them. You never see them. And they're only like the size of a person. And then they look like they're in pajamas anyway. So it's, it's hey Patrick, we're SpongeBob. Exactly. <laughs> now I saw this movie when I was I saw this movie probably in '59 or or 1960 when they were you know when it how hit, much of it did you when walk it out? came you know and it was hit the TVs and everything. Oh, and uh, I remember at that time watching this movie going, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I was jaded by that time anyway. So <laughs> this movie just really put kind the jade, put the jade over the top. World without end. World without end. I've never, uh, never seen it. Okay, then moving on. Excellent. The unknown. I've seen this one. This is like a blob movie. It's uh, yeah, but more, more like a quarter mass type thing. But they don't call him quarter mass. Quarter mass, right? Quarter. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this movie. It just it's played straight, just kind of dry, black and white, gritty black and white. You know, and it, it's kind of horrific when the monster does strike or whatever it is. You don't even know if it's intelligent or not or whatever, if it's alive or whatever. But it's uh, always seeks radioactive elements. And anyway, I, I like the movie. So that rounds out 1956. Are we on to? It was a good year. Yeah, we're on to <laughs> 1957. 20 million miles to Earth. I like this one, but it, it, ultimately it's kind of boring, but it looks cool. It's the a monster good does. looking. Yeah, the monster's great. The monster yeah. looks good. The animation yeah. hmm, leaves a little bit well, to be desired. Well, I probably how low budget it was. <laughs> but, and it has the same uh, monster roar as the Cyclops. You can only make them with four arms and legs and not six. You know, so. you can. Yeah, that's the one I think. This is the Ymir, right? Is that what they yeah. call the monster? Yeah, and he kills an elephant. Yeah, right, right. It's and another one of those, yeah, again. Uh, do you know one of those those people that the elephant lands on when the the monster's fighting? One of the guys is Ray Harryhausen. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always felt sympathy for the creature. Again, it's a creature out of his environment. Very much like King Kong. And I, I really didn't see him as less of a monster and, and more of just a, a, a sentient being that I kind of empathize with. And, right, uh, they got caught in the situation, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah in a totally yeah, alien had to environment. You know, that's what's oh, it's again. It's a very sad kind of kind of movie in that way. Right, right. Well, there again, it's always you know comes back to a common theme. You know that the other is always bad, and mm-hmm. we and we brought it back though too. Right, left it there. The twenty seventh day. Anybody seen that? Nope. Yeah. Yes, I have. Gene Barry. And, uh, and War alien, of the Worlds guy, alien comes and bat like Bat Masters. 
Go ahead. <laughs> Hand gestures on podcast. <laughs> For the very special pay-only version. Yeah, uh, an alien. Terror comes, from outer space. He, like, kidnaps a bunch of people from around the world and gives, oh, them, yeah, a, gives them that this. little disc thing that could, uh, when you open it or whatever you do, it wipes out, like, a certain area of all life thinking that their people need to come here, but because of their high moral evolution or whatever, they can't kill us, so they give us the opportunity to kill ourselves. But look at the end. The The end is definitely different than most movies. I don't know. Song and Dance. I think it breaks out in the Song and Dance. That's it right. breaks out in Song and Dance, and everybody says, the alien accepts in a new day like no other dawns for humanity. Yeah. It was a test. It was all supposed to be a test. So I said, this com- this isn't, this is the turnaround, you know? This isn't the bad alien. Yeah. You it, know? It was like a cookbook for humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you passed the test. You passed the test. How about She-Devil? Albert Decker. Uh, Don't remember it. Never I kind of do, but. No, well, I, I know the, the short story is based on, he like gives this woman, injects her with something. And anyway, she's able to regenerate everything and change. She adapts to everything. You're wrong. Moving on. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. On a very special fast episode. The Amazing Colossal Man. seemed like a joke or a prank, but a few hours ago it has now become a reality. A reality in a king-sized package over 60 feet tall. Police Chief Benson has asked me to tell you to stay in your homes. Stay in your homes. The Army is rushing two doctors to Las Vegas by way of helicopter. They apparently know what to do with the giant. What I'd like to know is, where did he come from? in Las Vegas in about 30 minutes. Paul, well, there's one thing we didn't give much thought to. Now, what's that? Just how much of a job it's going to be to give him this shot. I think he's going to stand there and let us do it? You know what the orders are. The Army's about to shoot unless necessary. You're going to let that monster run around loose. I don't care what the Army says. I say shoot him. Here comes the giant. Which Here's is by Bert's Bird Eyes. Yep. Most known movie besides a colossal or fifty foot woman. This is the this is this is up. the masculine version of the fifty foot woman. Mister B. Only only he he's got a little weirded out eye and mouth. And oh, that was War of the Colossal. That, that was, was War of yeah, the Colossal. That was, oh, was the wrong one. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm After he got bazooka in the face. All, oh, that's right. Took a bazooka in the face. What? Which one is this one then? The first <laughs> the one. This is the first the one. This is the first one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing colossal man. Yeah. And weren't they, weren't they exploding a plutonium bomb? I was getting ahead of myself. Yeah. yeah, this was like a Marvel story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Except and then they his... use the giant syringe to, you know, to try and stop his growth. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was cool. That was oh, probably, the we... best, probably the best scene in the movie. <laughs> Except his heart wasn't growing as fast as his body. Because he was like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> you Max? made a colossal Grinch. No presents for the Who's. I've got to go to the euphemism. <laughs> the astounding she monster. 
Never seen it. I've seen it. It's, it's pretty bad. It's very bad. She's like, except she's got a hot, but they blur her all the time. They blur. They kind of <laughs> give her a. They they give her. It's they not call, a blur. They call it radiation. Yeah, sorry. it's not a blur, but it's like a double kind of a double exposure. That yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> pretty interesting. I read. I read where uh, what's his name the cameraman, uh, Ahold <laughs> Thompson. Oh yeah. <laughs> but oh, anyway, yeah. She, um, she jumps um, through like a one of those uh, candy glass windows, and her outfit being so tight just go like. Ed Wood's Woods cinematographer. Yes. Yes. William William C. Thompson. Go to the Tar and Feather website, and uh, there's a whole section on B movie people, and we do a uh, we do a nice little bit on uh, William Thompson. What does he say in Ed Wood the movie? He's like, uh, I don't know, I'm colorblind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was, but it didn't didn't affect him because he did everything in black and white. Black and white, yeah. Attack of the Crab Monsters. Whoa. I remember the first time I saw this movie. Um, I was probably about 10, and I was staying all night at my aunt and uncle's house. And they lived in a very uh, quiet area compared to where I lived as a kid. And I remember watching this movie. It was the second feature. And I sat there in the, in this extremely dark quiet house watching this movie on a on a pretty my aunt and uncle were, were fairly well off and it was like a very big screen tv for the time you know we're talking probably 1960 you know um very so nice tv uh, it's probably at least <laughs> at least at 12 i think it was 12 but uh, but, wide, it, but i remember screen. watching the movie and the movie actually kind of creeped me out at that time and then i saw it again you know what part creeped me out when I first saw it was when he loses his hand. Yes, yeah. I don't know why. I I've seen worse, but it just I don't know why that bothers me. But but it's a very low budget Roger Corman movie. Um, um what's his name? Paul Blaisdell. Blaisdell. Yes. Did the crabs? Yes. I, I think he's uncredited. If you want to know any more about Paul Blaisdell, <laughs> you can go to the Tar and Feather. Dot com website. T a r r a n d f e t h e r dot c o m, and you can find a big article on Paul Blaisdell that's very good and very informative. One of was the, the part that creeped you out, Feather, was the fact that they, the crabs, not only ate the people but they absorbed their minds, kind of thing, like where they were, yes. they had their consciousness. Was that part of what creeped you out? Yeah, yeah, it was. But you they know? were still crabs. But they were still yeah. crabs. But but yeah, they were. They all of a sudden they were intelligent, you know, sentient crabs. But and they were that that amalgamation of the two, you know. Um, but kind, that, kind of, it was the precursor to what was that movie we watched? Um, we all talked about it, and I didn't particularly. Oh, like the it. Crustacean Nation. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was the the Shimmer or something like that, or oh, I don't know. What, you know the oh, one the Shimmer. Wasn't that what it was called? The movie? Yeah. Where, where, where they, the oh, the, the oh, creature yeah, would the, eat the. the yeah, well, they all went to the, uh, the to the oh, they the altered them or whatever it did. Yeah, and the creature ate the woman, and the the woman came back kind of through the creature. The last thing. So it kind of harkens back to this oh, to this yeah. for me. Uh, that did to the um, attack of the crab monsters, but the special effects in the movie are bad. It's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty bad movie, really. <laughs> had the yeah, Roger Corman probably shot, in but four it days. is Rod, Roger Corman, right? Still a fun movie though. Beginning of the end. <laughs> Bert I. Gordon, uh, back yeah. Peter Graves. Big, big grasshoppers. Peter Graves yeah. was just popping up all over the place, too, wasn't he? Exactly. This, this is oh, and he had his, really had he, bad, great movie. Peggy had, Castle, though. I Back back then, Peggy Castle was hot. 
Was she? Yes. Yes. And and didn't he have like that mute lab assistant? So when the big bugs got out, he tried screaming. They <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be laughing at the mute people, but oh my god, that was funny. Speaking of big, <laughs> big, big bugs, the black scorpion. Uh rip off of, oh. the, of them, but yes. still kind of cool I though. The black scorpion. I yeah, did Mary too. Corday. Richard Denning. Richard Denning, who's yeah. another guy. And, and the animation like, is really good. The, yeah, and the cave. I liked when they go down into the cavern. That's probably my favorite. And that, yeah, with all the other creatures down there. Yeah, that I, big I, I tick really chases that kid. What were you saying, Dr. Head? I like Lex Scorpion, the, uh, the, all the creatures down in the cave that they were down in there. You see this kind of plethora of, uh, of, of ancient and uh, wild creatures and exotic kinds of large prehistoric monsters below the earth are all just kind of walking around like a, like a big game of, uh, what's, the, what's that thing? Uh, adventure. On yeah. Atari. What's the, the Atari. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs one that has all the, the, the blown up creatures. Do you know what, what a, the blown up? Creatures? Yeah, well, I mean they're at I the mean, Earth's core. They're bigger oh, than oh, it's supposed oh, to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. At the Earth's core. At yeah. the Earth's core. Yeah. Oh, but they had some weird ones though too. They had those big. I would just because, things that were walking on two feet. Yeah, I, I'm only mentioning it because that's the first time I saw big creatures. You know, what I mean? like blown up. I meant like big. You know, oh. like exploded. Oh, kind <laughs> you. But it's uh, okay. So. Oh, the Black Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Oh, one of my all-time favorite movies, the bla- brain from Planet. <laughs> Spit it out, man! I'm trying to get the, that. The, the brain from Planet Arouse. Oh, if you, if you if you look at the cover, it looks like Orson Welles has eye beams. It does. Touch of evil. The the brain from Planet Arouse. John Agar. And some of the some of the greatest acting you'll ever see. Yeah. Some of the sp- finest special effects you'll ever see. Jack Pierce built the brain. Yes, he did. It was uh, kind of interesting. Um, I like the. I actually like the model. You know the way they pr- introduced it, and everything was. But pretty not cheesy. on the wire. But that's a, it's <laughs> it's one of those extremely fun movies. Just the one where the like the brain like floats around like a balloon. Yes, he tries to chop it with the axe. Who is it? Gore okay. and Vol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, and they gets yeah. in the dog. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun movie, a very fun movie. And apparently, uh, was it Gore gets the hots for some Earth chick? <laughs> okay, uh, moving right along, the Cyclops, another Bird Eye Gordon movie. Yeah, with James Craig. And, uh, Wasn't he Peter Gunn? He did three movies this year. Bird Eye Gordon. He was cranking them out. He was cranking them. Cyclops. Yeah. yeah. The makeup looks cool. Whoever does that makeup, I don't know who does that, but he did that and uh, wore the Colossal Beast and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. He looks cool. Movie's not. <laughs> There's another, uh, you know, blown up creatures. Oversized yeah, there was a, uh, like a, like a guy's Snake sister lizard. goes looks, looking for him or something, or, or am I confusing that with something else? Wore the Colossal Beast. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Anywho, Deadly Manus. <laughs> <laughs> the poster looks great. Yeah, whenever, yeah, whenever you have that chuckle, you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is towards the end of the bug cycle here. But yeah, welcome yeah. to the asylum. <laughs> yeah, this was all. All this was uh, pre-sci-fi channel. 
Yeah, when I was a little kid, though, I didn't mind this movie. I didn't mind this one. No, when, being a kid, I liked it too. I liked all these quick. movies. Though. <laughs> it was yeah, a quick so. movie. Yeah. I used to watch these with my grandma. Movie. You know, it didn't matter if it was a giant bug or you know anything in it, any kind of monster movie she would love. So. Exactly. All these have great memories. But yeah, The Giant Man is just not a great movie. Like I said, the poster's good. But <laughs> I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it because it's a giant monster. It's movie. like the you know, beast. That's all, that's all you need. To me, it's like the beast from 20,000 Phantoms. It, I always have, how in the, being in the Arctic, being a reptile or an insect, and being sub-zero, you know, how are they moving around? I don't know. So right. uh, we're on to From Hell It Came. Anybody? Uh, the tree stump monster. Yeah, it's bad, yeah. man. Yeah, it's tree stump monster. It's way worse than its bite, right? Giant yeah. claw. The giant claw. <laughs> now there, here, this is my second favorite movie. Of all time, behind uh, uh, Doctor Bigfoot in a bikini machine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Giant Claw. I, it is a guilty pleasure that I, oh. I take no guilt, and I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Patterns. patterns. This is this, this is oh, yeah. science fiction at its best. Half human. Yeah. Oh, half human. half human. Half human. So, uh, John Carradine. Yeah, it's what, actually I kind of actually like this movie. What the the well, that's probably the only version you saw. Yeah. With the John Carradine. I yeah. know it's weird. Yeah. I would like to see the original, but apparently that you can't do that. But anyway. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you can't. Yeah, it was Ishiro Hondo. Yeah. Honda, wasn't it? But apparently it offended the mountain people, so they, <laughs> so they so banned yeah. it. You mean Bigfoot? No. Here was one of my favorite it. movies of this time, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Oh, yes. That was one. Grant Williams. Yep. I really liked that movie. That was good. It was really good. Yeah. It also brought in uh, one of the TV shows, Land of Giants. Or, or World of Giants, I think it was. World of Giants. Wog. No, there was a Land of the Giants. Or was it Land of the Giants? I knew yeah. it was something like that. I remember the TV show, I think show there was too. two of them. We talked about that before. I remember being really blown away uh, by the ending of the movie. Because it got took on this like metaphysical turn to where he's pondering his place in the universe and the fact that he was, you know, getting smaller and smaller. So he runs into Ant Man. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then his connection to all of creation and and does size, you know, the, is size relevant to to what life is all about, you know? And it was left with this call existential. It's not. Kind of, kind of thing, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> size is not relevant. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. I didn't want to go there the whole uh, you know, analog, but uh, you know, it's got to be important sometimes. Okay, invasion of the saucer. Man. Uh, one of my favorites. I, I yeah. Like the and it's aliens fun. with the syringe fingers. Yeah. And it has all the tropes that you think of like in the 80s. It has like the abductions. It has, uh, it's great. Oh, the cover-ups, you know, like and the, the government already knows that they're here. And it also, it's a comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Riddle me this. Yes. yes. Yeah. Frank Gorshin, <laughs> yes, is in yeah. it. Yes. But yeah, very, very good, very good. Movie I, and I love the aliens. Yes, the, I think the aliens. That's are just a classic. Cool. Yeah. Look. Who created the aliens? Uh, Paul. Paul. Postel. Yes, that's right. Moving right along, the Invisible Boy. I have to say, I like that when I was a little kid. Yeah, a lot. Not, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Chronos. I now I always like that one too. Yeah, Chronos is great. It's a yeah. lot of fun. The giant cube. Giant walking tinker toy yeah, cube cube robot <laughs> monster computer thing. He, he looked totally different than anything else. I, I thought that was cool. Anyway, the land unknown with Jock Mahoney, who was a Jock. Tarzan at one point. Yeah, that was Universal's uh, prehistoric stuff, isn't it? 
And then the Antarctic or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the movie very well, to be honest. Um, here's one of Tar's favorite movies, The <laughs> Monolith Monsters. I like this I one. know. That's what I said. I'm, I'm right there with you, Tar. It it, is, it's just odd. I it's an odd movie. As well. You it's wouldn't a, think you would like it. Like It wouldn't be so scary or intense about these... It's basically a bunch of magic rocks. <laughs> you know, exactly. That's exactly. But, but it is really it, compelling. It, it's really compelling. And it and it, it is a relatively good scientific basis, you know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it's not frivolous. It's not really pseudo. It really does come up pretty good. Yeah. And it's um, a slow burn. It builds yeah. organically, and I like that. I like that. Right. It just takes its time. It gets there. And then the threat becomes very real, this menace of these giant stalagmites. Uh, yeah, it just I I've always liked this movie. Very fun. Monster from Green Hell, Jim Davis. Oh, this is a handy <laughs> I tried movie. This one. Yeah, this is a hard movie to get through. Very boring. Very boring. Um, the monster that challenged the world, Tim Holt. I kind of like that one. The big, the big uh, caterpillars. Well, I guess yeah, they're supposed that's to be snails. And the monsters look cool. And that brings us up to one of my all-time favorite uh, Japanese movies in this genre, The Mysterians. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, when this movie came on, I loved this movie. I kind of had to suspend my you know, disbelief, but I really liked it. There was something about it, the feel of it, I thought was just really cool. Yeah. Just had everything. Everything, literally. Spacemen, giant epic battles. Giant robots attacking. It's in color. And, and it's in color. color. Cool yeah, sound. Special effects are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, all those themes. And it's Toho, yeah. you know, Aliens and Toho. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. If you can ever see a cleaned up, you know, really nice copy of it, it'd be nice. Let's move it's on. on Blu ray. We're going to move on to Not of This Earth. This is my all time favorite uh, Roger Corman movie. Over I the love Raven. this Over movie. The Raven? I love oh, this yeah. movie even over the Raven oh, okay. because this movie is creepy, and it it actually creeped me out the first time I saw it. I love the Raven. Don't get me wrong; I think that's one of his top top movies too. And you know, okay, okay, <laughs> this is one of my top five Roger Corman <laughs> movies. Let's make a new list: top five Roger Corman. But uh, movies. this hey, is going to be no, a. This th- is right up th- there, though. This is an intelligent podcast. That's right. That you, uh, Feather was just equivocating. This is going to... Uh, He's quivering. Not of this earth. Um, we're going to... This is going to be one of our future episodes coming up real soon. We're going to do uh, Not of this earth. Uh, Paul Birch, Beverly Garland, uh, Dick Miller. It's a it's a great movie. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, uh, Quatermass 2. Yeah. Brian Donlevy. I like this movie. I, yeah, did you? Very much like... Uh, how, how many are there? How many Quatermass? There's three. That's it? Well, well three, no, three movies. movies. Much longer. Yeah, it involved like a, a like TV a series involved around um, Stonehenge, I think, and uh, witches and stuff like that. Yeah, he brought in he made uh, Pit Quartermaster in the Pit brought in like uh, the idea of supernatural and scientific stuff yeah. coming together, and it was kind of interesting how they tried to meld that together. Yeah, the fourth one didn't have the Quartermaster in the title, but it was it was the fourth movie. But this one really has a lot of that. You could see how where X Files borrows heavily from this. Uh, yeah. Quatermass 2, as far as the theme and the government cover-up of aliens and all those kinds of things. It's a really fun movie. The Strange World of Planet X. Never heard of it. Forrest Tucker. Oh, yeah. that's uh, They I, they call it the Cosmic Man or something like that, Something too. like that, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> it's another big bug movie, bad big bug movie, but it's fun. 
The Unearthly with John Carradine. Oh, that had Tor in it, too. Yes. The Unknown Terror. Which one was that? I don't know. (laughs) know, know. How about The Vampire with John Beale? No, I kind of like this one. I think this was kind of a good... Mess around with rabies or something. Yes, yes. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it becomes this vampiric fiend. But the way it was filmed looks creepy, I think. The way he's running down the street after. Yeah, yes. I that was yeah. I, th- I think I thought it was too. I kind of liked the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, yeah, yeah it's check not a it big, out. It, yeah. big movie, but it's yeah, a it's, it's a good fun. one or two watcher, and, and and occasionally watch it now and then. Well, that takes us through nineteen fifty eight seven seven. We did fifty six right. and fifty seven. Right. Right. We got it. We got two. We got two in. All right. So it's time to get up on out of y'all. You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! <laughs> I'm sorry I talk so much this episode, gentlemen. <laughs> this is Dr. Todd. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And you are listening to... Unsane Radio. Where can you reach us? You can reach us. You can reach us. Reach us. Unsane radio at gmail.com. We've been breached. We're looking for some emails there, buddy. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Unsane radio at gmail.com. Mark Justice Writer. Gage Black. Revenge. Now, uh, how can you get that? You can get that as a uh, what? A, a paperback trade? Is it a, a trade paperback? paperback? Yeah, it's a, a wonderful six by nine paperback. Six by nine. Yeah. Can you get it electronically, digitally? No way. Print okay. baby. <laughs> only, <laughs> only. You can only get it in print, and you can get it at, through Amazon. Um, it's or, it's uh, or you'll be able to purchase it uh, it's a, at Cinema Wasteland. Yeah, we are going to be at Cinema Wasteland coming up first weekend in April. We'll be there. We've got a table this time around, so come and say hi. We're back, baby. <laughs> you want your analog sign? We can do that. <laughs> we'll have some uh, some some product from Cyclops Movies. And also, oh, yes, yeah, so we'll have some product. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have Mark Justice's uh, splatter western book there. We'll have uh, we'll have uh, Monster Club. We'll have Monster Club certificates if you want to join. That's true. Doctor Ty will do an original drawing for you, right there as as you wait on your taint. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can Go follow ahead. us on Twitter. It's uh, radio at ra- at radio insane. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll draw on you anywhere you want. I'll be wearing magic, you know, my magic markers, and, I'll and we're on them. we're on Spotify. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Blueberry, all those biggies. Oh, and, and Podbean. And you can see us if you want to see the the beautiful artwork. Um, the well, okay, it's funny. It may not be beautiful, <laughs> but uh, go to the website uh, unsaneradio.com because the artwork is. Well worth it. And uh, we've got a few other things coming up here in, in the next few weeks that might interest you on the website. And we'll be talking about that later on, too. But do come and see us at 
Cinema Wasteland the first weekend in October. That's at Strongsville, Ohio, and right this, outside of Cleveland. This episode was brought to you by Morocco Mole. <laughs> Look it up! <laughs> I resemble that remark. Okay.